Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Geoff Lacey. And I'm Claire Venice. We're off on an adventure. And taking in the sights in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us. This week, we're getting ready for our summer holes and looking forward to lots of events taking place in the Petersphere in August. We speak to Malinka van der Gaal about the upcoming walking festival and the Petersfield Museum's Ryan Watts lets us know what's going on there this summer. Our fellow Shine Radio presenters also highlight other events taking place in the Petersphere too. And along with local news from John Walker and a wild walk from Susie, we've got a packed, summer, fun-filled peapod for you. We end this week's Peapod with a song called Ports Downhill from Mark Venice and Different Place. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, Joff. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Looking forward to your summer holiday? Yeah. Really need it now. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do. Kids have all finished school and college. Yeah. Yeah, time to put my feet up. How about you? Yeah, well, I'm still at work. I've got another week of work. Then I'm off for two weeks. Not going anywhere. The odd day here and there. But yeah, looking forward to to a break. Mm. And we're not going to be doing we're not going to be doing a pee pod for for five weeks. I know it's going to be a bit how strange. Do you, how girl. do you feel about that? I'll miss you. Thanks, Claire. I'll miss you too. <laughs> Yes, but we will be playing some interviews from Peapod's past this last year. Some of our favourite ones. Yes, looking forward to that. You've put in the script, this is our 132nd Peapod, is that right? It is. One to celebrate, I think, that 132nd one. <laughs> <laughs> so is the five that we're going to do count towards that, or are they just best of? I don't know. Seems a bit cheeky saying we've now done 137. What do you think? We haven't really done them. No. I don't know. What do you think? Have to think about it. Have to think about it. I think, no. Does it not feel right? It doesn't feel right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So A little bit further to go to 150th then. (laughs) So, Claire, I believe you went for a bit of culture at the weekend. Is that right? Oh, yes, I did. I went to see the Petersfield Shakespeare Festival's production of Much Ado About Nothing in in Wilds Farm. And we met everybody there, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? Yes. So it felt only right to go and see. And I missed last year's production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. I was kicking myself. Now... So pleased I went. We obviously did a bit of Shakespeare in our crosstalk. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> Were they better than us? Oh, it's a tough call. I'd say yes, most but, definitely. But just, only just. <laughs> they were brilliant. You know, they obviously really love what they do. And it came out, it came across. It's a great play as well. It's lots of fun. Um, it's quite a long one. It started just after seven. There was an interval. And I think we possibly left about quarter past, 20 past ten. Wow. It's quite long, but it didn't feel it. Right. It was gorgeous. Lovely evening, sun- yes. Saturday evening. And when it started to get dark... The location was up on the hill and there was a big tree behind them, big oak tree. And, of course, they lit that up, went different colours. Fairy lights were up. It was really magical. I'm so, so pleased I went. And many thanks to Lucy Hollis and Claire Glancy for, um, for everything they do with the festival. It's, it's a lovely location and, and a great team. So good evening. Good evening out. Lovely, lovely. Now, Claire, we talked to Malinka van der Gaal from the Peaceful Walking Festival. Now, I know you like to run. Do you prefer to run? Or do you like going out for walks? 
It's a different thing, actually. When I run, I run on my own. And I like doing that first thing in the morning if I can, because it sort of sorts my head out for the day. Not every day, but it does. Uh, But equally, I love going for a walk with friends or family. So where would would your favourite walk be? Well, there's and let's keep let's nice keep it to within us. East Hampshire. To East Hampshire. Well, there's nice ones near us actually, um, which is sort of Langridge East Meon Way. There's some gorgeous ones around there, little ones or longer ones, whatever you want to do. All very hilly. That's the problem with living in Peatsfield and surrounding area. Within five minutes, you're having to go up a hill. It's good for you though, Joff, because there's a downhill too. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there always seems to be more uphills than downhills. Does that work? I don't know. <laughs> Well, what, what about you? You do a lot of walking. I do, a do lot more of wa- walking than I yeah, do. Yeah, so it's difficult. It's because we are we are so lucky. I like going up to the Poet Stone, but that is a bit of a killer. That's that's uphill, a long a long way. But then going over to Berriton, Kiwi Park, all the way around the Chalton Loop, that's a lovely walk. But then you can go the other way behind the Tarot, all the way over to Durley Marsh, and do a loop all around there. So we are very lucky where we live we of are. what walks we can do. We are. I have tried, I've tried a walk that Susie Wilde took me on. Once she took me on yeah. this walk. Round by Durley Marsh, actually. It was a lovely, lovely walk. And I said to the family, it was Christmas Eve last year. I said, let's go for a nice walk. And uh, <laughs> so we went there. It was sort of mid-afternoon. I think we set off three-ish maybe. But of course it was December, so it was going to get dark early. Like four o'clock. Yeah, we got lost because I <laughs> took the wrong turning. And uh, obviously hadn't been paying that much attention to Susie. And it was a, it was a really beautiful walk as the sun was setting. <laughs> but and don't panic. cut that. Claire's just admitted she wasn't listening to Susie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> I always listen to Susie. I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> to where we were walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got us all lost. And uh, luckily, luckily, we did find a way out just as the sun was setting. It was beautiful. I couldn't have planned mm. it better. Oh, nice. And to finish off with, Claire, mm. we've had a lot of hot weather. And I know you like your gardening. How's your garden coping? with so little rain I must admit I haven't done as much gardening as I should have done because it's been so hot Mm. black currants are sort of dried out haven't picked them all so not so much jam and crumbles in the winter I'm afraid and I need to go and pick my potatoes I haven't done it yet that's okay they'll be alright you can leave them in the ground cut the leaves off just leave them in the ground because the skins will harden a bit then Okay. there you go enjoying lots of harvest (laughs) though we've had broad beans at the weekend Nice. that was lovely yeah our runner beans aren't ready yet we haven't seen any any run of beans yet well, we had no, loads la- but loads last year freezer full very nice but, uh, yeah the garden's looking dry it'll come back yeah it will it it'll will. be fine Joffel have a wonderful summer holiday and you Claire I will miss you immensely we always have a laugh Joffel. we always have a laugh look forward um, to seeing I look you. forward to seeing you in September yeah me too we'll be back we will be back and as you know we love to hear from you so whilst we're away if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do get in touch. You can call our WhatsApp on 01730 555 500 or send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, we talk walking with Malinka van der Gaal. But first, let's find out what's been going on in the Petersphere from the Petersfield Post's John Walker. Hello, John. How are you? Very well, mate. It's a lovely day. We're sat outside the townhouse. It's, it's a fantastic day. It's lovely. Yes, it's a lovely Sunday lunchtime. I've done a little walk this morning, John. Got lost, which uh, for someone who's lived in Petersfield all his life is quite embarrassing. Yeah, but for you, Joff, you're often lost. <laughs> it's not just on a walk. So, I mean, you know, it's a state of mind for you. So, John, big news in the Petersfield Post last week. Mr Petersfield is standing down. 
are you interested in taking over his role? Well, no, I could see us more as a double act, Joff. You could dress up in the fancy costumes <laughs> and maybe I could do a bit of chat. No, I mean, I, uh, no. David Weeks has been part of Petersfield since, since he was born. He's lived in Petersfield all his life. So, no, I think it's, uh, it's a shame for him that he's decided to stand down. Uh, but, you know, after years of doing it, but I do think maybe the town should look at having an official town crier or something to replace him because he does add a certain something, that particular role. He's done a great job over the years and it's a shame that he's reached an age where he feels he should stand down, but uh, good for him. So, John, you were a little bit psychic last week when you said you didn't hold out much hope for the bins being collected this week and in the main you were right. Did you do the Euro lottery on Tuesday? No, Joff, because if I did, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you, (laughs) to be fair. In fact, I'd just be waving at you from a private jet as I went by, but there we go. There are some bins both garden and bottle, which due to have been collected, haven't been. And the garden waste is now back to the next cycle of collection. So once again, homeowners who've paid £80 a year have missed out on a collection. And I will go back to what I said two weeks ago. We'll have to wait and see. But I think by the end of this time next year, that service would have gone, I imagine. I don't think they'll be doing it anymore because it's proved to be such a, a thorn in their sides. I, you know, they may well keep it going, but I would be very surprised. I genuinely think that collecting people's garden waste and collecting people's bottles is, is going to stop, especially as they're making the bottle banks bigger. Blue plastic wheelie bins outside, uh, down at Tesco's that were the bottle banks are being replaced by industrial skips. And I suspect the trade-off for that will be we won't collect your bottles from your house. And, you know, that's the way things are going. So, John, you're back at work after having a couple of weeks off. What's caught your eye? And thank you very much from John. (laughs) And thank you very much from John. There's been all sorts of things going on. Uh, The the EHDC are within a hair's breadth of signing their new lease on the uh, former money barn offices on uh, Bedford Road. I went there the other day to have a look around with some of the councillors. It's just big open spaces. They're going to work out where and who's going to work at home and who's going to actually go into the office. But the good news from their perspective is that the building actually has a gym and showers. So you're going to see a whole load of councillors looking like Arnie Schwarzenegger in his heyday. And anything else, mate? I want to talk more about you getting lost in Queen Elizabeth Country Park. To be fair. Uh, now we're going to move swiftly on, John. Oh, OK, swiftly on. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the Festival Hall project progresses. I think there'll be some more announcements around that project before long, but clearly the council are now saying they want to get all their ducks in a line and then leave it until the next council elections when um, the new council, and the elections are in May, I think, the new council will then decide on whether the, uh, how far the project goes forward. It's, it's, it's at four, 15 million now, and I suspect... By the time it gets round to being done, it'll be considerably more than that. And then we'll have to see about the funding of it. And I know we go on about it and on about it as a project, but it is going to be interesting to see where the funding comes from. It's quite interesting because they're looking at potentially £15 million, but then you reported this week that they're spending, is it £3,000 on some bunting? Yeah, you're exactly right. They're they're planning on spending £3,000 on... um, Union Jack bunting and other bits and pieces so that in 70 years time when the Queen has her 140th anniversary 
Yeah, we had a hangout bunting that all looks the same. John, as we raise the bunting to the end of this chat, what would you like to finish on? Yeah, uh, well, I, I think this summer in particular has been a summer of events, to be honest. The museum is starting to move up a gear and hold um, small concerts and th- plays and stuff in the uh, courtyard, which is fantastic. Another creative venue, for want of a better phrase, which will go along with the the studio at uh, TPS School and, and the Festival Hall, if it ever gets going again as a creative venue. And, of course, you've got at the Home Start Butzer fundraising month at the um, Half Moon at Sheet. And uh, summers now are summers, and I think these things are great that we can hold them outside and you're pretty much guaranteed good weather. I know it's all going to kill us in the end. <laughs> And we're all going to be underwater after the polar ice caps have melted. But we'll have had a good show at the half moon at Sheet. Uh, so no, I think it's been a it's been a really good summer so far for events in and around Petersfield. It certainly has, John. Thank you very much for catching up once again, and I look forward to seeing you very soon. If you don't get lost. Bye. Bye, John. The Peaceful Post is out every Wednesday and costs a nice round pound. And it's worth every single penny. So please get one with your weekly shop or subscribe to the digital version. The very first Petersfield Walking Festival will take place from August the 20th until the 27th. With 47 walks arranged over eight days, there will be a wide variety for all walkers of all ages and abilities, including some for our four-legged friends too. We're now joined by one of the organisers of the Walking Festival, Melinda van der Gaal. Melinda, thank you very much for joining us. How are you today? Very good, thank you very much, John. Cool, cool. So... Why set up a walking festival? That's a very good question. (laughs) So it it all started actually with with COVID. Um, I'd been living overseas and uh, got thrown back here by the pandemic because of uh, family commitments. And um, in fact, I was stuck at home with three late teens. Um, My husband was still overseas. And so I just needed to escape for my sanity. Um, And so just took to the, the countryside and um, just started exploring. I've always loved maps, and um, I did set myself a little bit of a challenge to try and walk every footpath in the locality, and just um, discovered, you know, that actually this area was a lot more beautiful and uh, inspiring than I ever thought. And and then talking to friends who've lived here all their lives, uh, realised that I probably actually knew the countryside better than they did and I'd only been back in the country for a short while because you quite often don't really investigate what's under your nose Um, so and then I just had a a chance discovery uh, of the Alton Walking Festival and delved a little deeper and discovered it's actually one of the longest running walking festivals in the country they've been going at least 10 years Um, they run their walking festival for the whole month of May I think this year They had 120 walks on their programme during May. Uh, Admittedly, some of them are are repeated over the course of the month. Anyway, so I started uh, picking their brains and uh, they were very amenable to having their brains picked Um, and just started to sort of muse on it a little bit and uh, rather cheekily thought, well, anything Alton can do, Petersfield could do possibly better. We are in the South Downs National Park after all. Now, I, I walk with a couple of friends most Sundays and I went for a walk this weekend actually and actually took a wrong turning the Kiwi Park and ended up doing an extra two miles. Please tell me you've done something like that. Funnily enough, 
the only place locally that I have ever got lost was in the QE park. Thank you, Malinka. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> and actually, I did a, a navigation and, well, actually, it's a walk leader course. And um, it was based at Queen Elizabeth Country Park. And I, um, I did rather smugly feel that uh, I was on home territory and I'd kind of know where I was going and, until I had that realisation that that was the only place I'd got lost. <laughs> but I say, we, whenever we go, and we, you can go literally no more than four miles out of Petersfield and feel, that, feel like you've gone a really long way if you do a big loop. Mm. I think we're, we're very lucky where we live, don't we? Incredibly lucky. Um, I, pers- I mean, the South Downs, if you were to ask somebody that, that doesn't live in this area what you know, where they think the South Downs are and what is iconic about it, they will op- usually talk about the, the White Cliffs, Seven Sisters. You know, it's, it's this more scenery more out east. And I feel that uh, the Western End, we get slightly shortchanged and overlooked. I think it's partly because the A3 and the train line goes straight on through. Um, and you've got to have a reason, really, to get off in Petersfield. And um, I personally think we've got way more to offer. We've, we've almost got a blank canvas for every day of the week. We've got the downs, but we're also on the edge of the weald. Uh, we've got the chalk streams, of the, like the Mion, um, and the, you know, the, that river valley. We have got the beautiful Heathlands uh, that South Downs managed through the Heathlands Reunited programme. Um, we've got the hangars, um, you know, the green sand ridges around here. Uh, and we're not also that far from the coast. So, you know, yeah, I, I think we, we top the bill. Yeah, if, you, if you drove, you're five minutes from Butser Hill, Harting Hill, Stoner Hill. You, there, there's just so much to offer. Now, there are 47 walks in this year's very first walking festival. What kind of walks have you, have you organised? Well, we've tried to be as inclusive as possible. So um, we have got long, medium, short, <laughs> to keep it simple. We have uh, linear and circular. So the linear ones, we try to use um, some public transport. So the first walk that I'm leading is leaving from the station. We're taking the train down to Rowlands Castle and walking back. We've got uh, family-friendly walks. Um, so we have the Ambling Path uh, on Instagram, who specialise in family-friendly walks. Uh, they're leading two, one jointly with Sky Park Farms. We've tried to team up with some local attractions and businesses. Obviously, pubs, um, vineyard. Uh, we've got nature walks. Um, we've got a great one uh, up on Nor Hill. We've, we're teaming up with South Downs National Park to promote the, the heathlands because August is when the heathlands are at their best. Um, oh, and we've even got, um, I have managed to get the disabled ramblers of the UK to come and um, do, I, I suppose, more of a promotional walk um, in order to just put the idea in people's heads that it, it's possible because obviously you do need the right kit um, however that said they they very much welcome normal walkers to join them because uh, you know it's much easier if somebody opens a gate for them uh, what have I forgotten wellness walks we've got um, lots for people to you know get started on walking um, and to yeah put, put that first step one after the other and I believe you've convinced John Walker to host a walk i have indeed he, he doesn't get articles in the newspaper for free <laughs> there's payback 
not entirely sure I trusted him to do a longer walk than he's doing. But uh... <laughs> Where's he walking then? I think it's the Harrow. Oh, OK. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> One way. Yeah. yeah. Taxi's back. Rolling home. <laughs> I mean, this is a huge... A huge undertaking. Did you expect it to be as big as it's become when you first set out? No, not at all. My first impression of uh, Petersville's inaugural walking festival was going to be a, a long weekend. Three, maybe four days at a push. Um, maybe 10 or 12 walks. But the problem is I just kept on meeting more people and they had more and more ideas. And in fact, I had to stop myself at 47. I could have quite easily got rather carried away and put more on it. But um, yeah, so I think maybe for future walking festivals, we might have to scale back a little bit. (laughs) And has the response been good then for the various walks that you've organised? Yes, it's been terrific. In fact, as I was uh, waiting here, uh, I just noticed that the 400th booking has uh, just come in. So um, that's fantastic. And I believe 45 of them are free. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so, I mean, the, the reason for the walking festival is to promote the town, to, um, you know, it's a, that healthy lifestyle, um, get, get people out walking. Walking is a free activity, you know, in these times. You know, to encourage people to get out there this summer in particular with this fantastic weather. Why not, you know, make the most of what's on our doorstep? And also, as I said, to promote local businesses. The objective was not to make money. So we have been rather fortunate to have some backing. Not that the costs of uh, organising a walking festival are high because it relies entirely on volunteer walk leaders who've been absolutely terrific in coming forward. Um, But two of them, you rightly point out, yeah, there's a, a cost... One is uh, the wine, dine and a few inclines um, <laughs> around Bordenwood because there's a lovely little vineyard that are uh, putting on a tour and tasting at the end of the walk, not before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and the second one is, of course, the Shine Radio um, supported walk with your own presenter, lovely Susie Wilde and her dog Rain. Um, naturally, it's called a wild walk. I think it's a walk on the wild side. Um, and that's in support of the Rosemary Foundation um, in order to raise funds for that very worthwhile local charity. Uh, and whilst we haven't had this year's, have you started thinking about next year? <laughs> You're not the first of us, that question. Um, South Downs National Park raised that question on a regular basis, <laughs> to which I uh, have been saying, let me just get this one over and done with and see how I feel, how long it takes to recover. Um, I think it might be a little bit like the Eco Fair. And that, um, and especially as the walking festival, you know, the idea came from Alton, which is much like the Eco Fair too. Um, so I think the idea of doing it every two years um, to, I think, just to also make people, you know, look forward to it um, and, and to give us a little bit of time off and some more time to sort of re-engineer it I think we need innovation and ideas and you need time to think of those well I understand there's a there's a running walk as well this year is that right there is are you looking at the program I have I had a little peep not that I want to run it Joff (laughs) (laughs) that one is also at 0500 in the morning well 0515 I got got talked into that by my co-conspirator Katrina Coburn of Energise South Downs and Pecan um, because I'm also a founding member of uh, Energise South Downs. And so we decided that we need to put our, our feet where our mouth is. 
because uh, what better way to demonstrate that you're energising the South Downs than by getting up at 5.15 and running up shoulder of mutton. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh my goodness. It is. <laughs> to the poet's stone. Wow. That's, that's a challenge. Now, I, I, that's great. I've, well, I'm leading the walk. Oh, okay. Katrina's doing the run. Well, yeah. yeah, I can walk up it. But I've seen actually people running all the way along. with the, They've got the, the running poles. And it's quite steep to go down the path like that. I, I can't think of anything worse myself. Well, I imagine first thing in the morning must be lovely. Oh, yes. If it's a lovely, if it's a nice day. We are doing it for the sunrise. Mm. And uh, we're teaming up with uh, a local uh, yoga instructor, Chadney. And uh, she's going to meet us up at the Poet Stone and uh, lead us on a sun salutation um, and bring some refreshment. So, um, Sounds amazing. Well, it sounds it's amazing. certainly well going done. to kickstart a few people's days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. How, if someone wants to book, because ideally you prefer people to book rather than just turn up to do the walks, is that right? Absolutely. All walks need to be booked, um, largely because of our insurance. Numbers are capped, so we need to keep a check on on numbers. We need to, the walk leaders need to know, I mean, they've set numbers for each of their walks based on safety really how many people they feel they can safely lead so some of the walks about town have small numbers because it's about how many people you can get on a pavement without you know blocking it and crossing roads and what have you so yes uh, I'm afraid everybody needs to book and that is through the website which is uh, peacefieldwalkingfestival.co.uk you just uh, go to the walks page find a walk that hopefully tickles your fancy and uh, click the register button. Sounds great. Malinka, best of luck with this year's walking festival. We look forward to hearing how it's gone. Well, please pray for some sun. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm rather concerned at this uh, dry spell we're having, having at the moment. Uh, the deluge is going to come in August. <laughs> <laughs> Malinka, thank you very much. That's all. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Susie goes on a walk to Chapel Common on the hottest day of the year so far and tries to keep herself and rain cool. That's what Chapel Common sounds like at quarter to six in the morning. Um, It's the day of the hottest day. That's the prediction. Thank goodness we live where we do. Uh, Yesterday, we managed to keep indoors really beautiful just with the the whole closed door window blinds etc etc routine and a fan overnight so looking after the environment in every way and trying to stay cool because of course we could it's 17 degrees at the moment and absolutely delightful so it's the funny thing if you were a dog you wouldn't know what the day potentially holds and so just enjoy it and that's one of the other reasons I love dog companionship because it really encourages me to not um not fear what's to come but try and enjoy the best bits um I I do love the sun and I love our regular summers but there was something fierce about yesterday and I know worse is to come I'm acutely aware that we're not living in the worst parts but I've just met a woman who's asked me if I've seen adders yet. And of course, I'm reminded that Chapel Common is quite tricky for that point of view, so I'm trying to avoid the sandy areas. It's already gone up to about 20 degrees now, and it's just, well, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's early. 
Um, but anyway, we'll look out for them. Last year, Rain managed to tread on an adder twice um, because she trod on it once and then went back to see what she'd trodden on. I thought it was a stick. But luckily it wasn't. It was sunny but not particularly hot. But I must admit, I'm really puzzled as to why adders would be out at the moment because the tips of my fingers are very pleasantly chilly. So... A rare wild walk. I don't think you're ever going to catch me at six o'clock in the morning again. I totally love it. So when it's like this, I always think to myself, why don't we do this more often? It's just so beautiful. And I know some of you will be very smug and be thinking, well, yes, I always walk the dog then. Um, but usually I'm on the afternoon shift, as you know. And I must admit, it's, it's nothing like as good as this. Um, but, you know, Richard also enjoys it, so let him have it normally. So tonight I'm going to the Shakespeare Festival, which will be interesting. I imagine there'll be some provision for the heat. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's much to do about nothing, which is the one where Benedict and Beatrice have sparring matches. And it's, you know, it's essentially a rom-com. It does have a very much darker side. But usually in summer open-air productions, that darker side is kept to a minimum. And after all, tragedy is comedy cut short. So um, in Othello, you've got the, the jealousy there and he never finds out he's been duped. But in this, um, spoiler alert, but I don't think it really is one, um, all comes good in the end. Uh, surprise, surprise. So there's... I hope you heard that. There's a train going past, so that's one of the ones running. But I just wanted to record a historic day, records being shattered, and many people still carrying on regardless. Rain will go this way. It's a fallen tree there. This way. Um, as though, you know, life continues as normal, which I know in a way it does. But on the other hand... Um, I did in 1972 when I was at school call, I was the Greta Thunberg of Southern Grammar School for Girls and uh, I had a meeting then about fossil fuels. So it must have been out there. I wasn't especially clever at all in this regard. So, you know, people are revisiting and saying, oh, we never knew. We must have done. It must have been very current at the time, as current as anti-smoking. Um, because otherwise I wouldn't have latched onto it. So, you know, I can't be the only one thinking, if only, why did we not start doing something? And, you know, many people still just going out, let's buy air conditioning, it's all fine. And I think if they need to get out in nature more, we are part of this. And in some ways, I, I really like feeling that whatever the animals are going through, we are an animal. And the first morning we did this, there were loads of birds fossicking about and squirrels and deer. And um, last couple of days, it's been very, very quiet at this time. So I think they get going at, even earlier now, at four. Perhaps that's why the adders are out. Good girl. So on we go. And let's have fun. And then let the summer truly start. Have a good week. 
Coming up, Ryan Watts from the Petersfield Museum, the Sunflower Music Festival and our What's On Guide. But first, if you're not a walker but would like to explore the South Downs Way, then the South Downs Rambler Bus Summer Service might just be the ticket. The Rambler Bus takes a scenic route from Winchester to Petersfield and back again. Shine Radio's Joe Gray spoke to one of the bus drivers before he set off on his rambling journey. So this is Joe Gray from Shine Radio and I'm at the train station in Petersfield, but here not for a train but for a bus. So please tell me who you are. My name is Andy, I'm a bus driver for Blue Star in Southampton. Uh, we're here today with the South Downs Rambler, which has come back after two years, having not run since 2019. And it looks amazing. The, the route looks perfect. Please tell us where the bus goes. The run goes from... We're starting here in Petersfield. We'll go over to Langrish, and then we'll go over to East Meon, and then head up Old Winchester Hill, which is the scenic view along the top of the South Downs, where you can see on a good day, you can oversee the Isle of Wight. And then you head down Old Winchester Hill down to Corehampton where we turn around and then go past Westmeon Hut and then past Hinton Ampner and then up past Winchester Science Centre and then into Winchester. And it's the idea that you can get off and get a later bus back? Yep, you can get on and get a later bus back. The buses are about every four hours so because it's a three-hour round trip. And then they are at four-hour intervals during the day. Fantastic. And it's literally a case of just coming to Petersfield train station on a Sunday. Yep, Petersfield train station on a Sunday. The times are at uh, 10.50, 2.50 or 6.50. And alternatively from Winchester train station, they're at 9.15 and 1.15. That sounds amazing. We're definitely going to do this one Sunday. So thank you so much. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Enjoy your route beautiful day for it yeah it's a lovely day for it it's been lovely across the downs you can see over um you can see the spinnaker tower and you can see the isle of white you can even see as far as um foil oil oil refinery wow amazing thank you the south downs rambler bus service runs on sundays from the 10th of july until the 11th of september the peapod events guide what's on in the petersphere if you would like to start or continue your eco journey, go to Petersfield's Eco Cafe at Gallery Number 30 every Tuesday morning from 10 till 12 to meet a community of environmentally minded individuals. The summer holidays start now at Butzer Ancient Farm. Venture into the ancient past and get hands-on with history this summer, with guided activities for all the family and reenactors to bring the past to life. Go to the Butzer Ancient Farm website for further information. Tickets are now live for the Pumpkin-tastic day at the Rogate Pumpkin Patch. Lose yourself in Merlin's Wood, enter Dracula's estate and fall under the spell of the friendly witch and her enchanted bubbles. Go to the Rogate Pumpkin Patch website for more details and how to book. Do you know the secret of the Hogmore Troll? This new children's production takes place on Saturday the 30th of July at the Petersfield Museum and is full of music, magic and wonder as puppetry brings the Hogmore Troll to life. For details and how to book, go to the museum's website. Strood Village Hall is hosting a bounce session on August the 2nd from 10am. Book your hour slot for a bounce and a glass of squash for £5 per child at the Strood Village Hall website. And if you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. 
Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you're a keen cook and looking for a foodie inspiration, you can listen to the Shine Radio recipe presented by Noni Knees. Noni loves to eat, cook, chat and have a laugh about what we put in our bellies. Radio has never tasted so good. To listen to the recipe and other programmes, go to shineradio.uk, bringing you a brighter mix of great music, local news and information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. Over the weekend of the 6th and 7th of August, the Festival Hall will be alive with music as a much-anticipated Ukraine fundraiser takes place. This music concert will raise funds for the Disasters Emergency Committee Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal. You can enjoy a wide range of music genres on the main stage and more on the acoustic stage, as one of the organisers, Philip Swan, explained when he spoke to Shine Radio's Dave Williams. Hello, Philip. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So, can you tell me there's rumours of something special happening at the Festival Hall? What's going on? On the 6th of August and 7th of August, we have the Sunflower Festival and we're, we're trying to raise money for Ukraine and trying to send money over to, to the Ukraine Fund. And we've got loads of artists, local and from beyond, that have kindly give their services and their, their talents to, to do this concert for me for free. And we've got a great lineup on Saturday and Sunday. It's brilliant for all, all the family. We also have, um, we have a, a mini rave for families with toddlers, mum and dad, and, and they can bring their kids along. Um, that's a brilliant thing. It's called Mini Ravers, and they, they tour all over the country. Yeah, so it's, it's just brilliant. There's some brilliant uh, artists coming along. We've also got an acoustic stage, which in between the acts on the main stage at this Petersfield Festival Hall, which is a great venue, by the way, um, we will have acoustic artists going in between the changeovers on the main stage, which will be in the Rose Room, and there's lots of acoustic artists. Yeah, so we've got some ba- we've got lots of bands. So on the Saturday, so if I go through a few of them, we've got Roustabouts on the Saturday, and I'm actually this lead singer and guitarist of that band. Okay. That's a rockabilly band. Then we've Oliver Tide, Jay Guevara, and we have Band, Nothing Yet Band, Word of Mouth, and then the headliner, which is brilliant, and they're, they're called No Jacket Required. It's a Phil Collins tribute show, and there's a 13-piece band, two drums, and wow. that's just something to look forward to. But all the art, all the artists on Saturday are brilliant. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. There's a bit of taste for everyone there. On the Sunday, we have Mini Ravers, which would be the first thing. And that's, as I said, it's a rave for all the family to come along. And you can bring your kids and toddlers. And if you go onto the Mini Ravers site, you can see what it's all about. Um, we've got North Factory United, Carbon Copy, James Burrell as Elvis. Now, I'm an Elvis fan, and I... I looked at this guy and I think he's actually really, really good. So we're going to get him in a white jumpsuit on the stage doing some Elvis, a little bit of light. So that'd be great. Snake Heart. And then we have Amelia and the Mighty Z All-Stars. Okay, so how do people go about getting tickets for this event then, Phil? You can go to Petersfield Town Council website and you can look up the Sunflower Festival and then it will direct you to the tickets. And it's tickets are really cheap, but as I say, all the money and proceeds are going to the, to the fund. It's not a percentage. We're giving all okay. funds to Ukraine. So, yeah, so it'd be brilliant. But it's something to look forward to and get, to, get, us, get us all together, and then we can see us like, doing our bit for Ukraine. Right. Well, we'd better make sure we all get those dates in our diaries then, folks, hadn't we? Thanks very much for talking to us, Phil, and good luck with uh, the concerts. 
Yes, thank you, Sophie. Have a good day. Most kind, and thank you very much for your help. The Pittsfield Museum is not only a place to learn local history, but also plays host to many events, as well as offering a relaxing spot to enjoy refreshments in the Courtyard Cafe. Claire met with Head of Engagement, Ryan Watts, to find out what's going on there this summer. I'm at the Petersfield Museum with Ryan Watts and there's some great events happening at the museum here this summer. Hi Ryan. Hi Claire. So good to see you again. We haven't been to the museum for a little while. What's going on here this summer? Well, lots and lots um, as, as usual. So we've got everything from exhibitions. So our Paula Rago exhibition has been extended so you can still come and see her artwork. Um, we've got some temporary exhibitions coming up. So if you come in this week, uh, we have a wonderful art installation called Cardboard Town, which is a cardboard representation of Petersfield, which you can kind of see me trying to set up. It's not as easy as I, I, I'd envisaged in my head. Um, we also have uh, Artscape coming in for uh, a week exhibition uh, the week after that, uh, um, along with our events as well. So we've got outdoor theatre, uh, we've got the Hogmore Troll this Saturday. Tickets are still available, uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful family production um, for a four-year-old plus. Uh, although I'm sure if you're younger want to come along and join in, they can do. Uh, we've got our beanbags ready to put out and our artificial grass to make it a, a nice, fun, entertaining day. We've also got Family Theatre. We've got Alice in Wonderland coming in in August um, by Folksy Theatre. And that's going to be great fun. I've just seen some uh, of the photos of the puppets they're going to be using for the Cheshire Cat and uh, the Caterpillar. So that looks like it's going to be great fun. Uh, and then the Folksy Theatre, same company, are also doing uh, Shakespeare in the courtyard this year, which is much ado about nothing, uh, which seems to be very popular going around. I know a couple of places doing it, uh, but this is, uh, this is in our courtyard uh, in a very unique space um, and should be good fun as well. Yes, because when we last spoke to you, it was in the courtyard and you were looking forward to all the events that you were going to be able to put on. That's obviously really taking off here at the museum. Yeah, we, we've been thoroughly impressed um, by how people have come and supported us in our, our new events. So uh, we have been doing live music um, in the courtyard and in the courthouse and they've been sellout events. It's wonderful to see that. Uh, Theatre as well, we've had sellout events. We had um, Alec Guinness show in the courthouse here, which was amazing. Uh, and just last Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday just gone, we had um, a production of Three Men in a Boat, uh, done by one man with no boat in sight. Um, but it was very funny, um, and that was in the courthouse. The weather luckily stayed dry after the torrential rain we had in the morning, uh, and that was, it was wonderful. Um, it's a great atmosphere, intimate audience, um, cafe slash bar is always open. Uh, so yeah, it just makes for a great time. You mentioned the courthouse, which is where we're stood now, and you mentioned earlier you're prepping for the cardboard Petersfield. They're impressive. These are proper cut-out copies of all the buildings in the centre of Petersfield. Yeah, so this was a project um, we worked with Haven and South Downs College students create, um, and they have created, uh, if you can imagine, it's some of the north side of the high street, the south side, the square, and back around to the museum, so it's kind of around there, so it's that kind of main central area of, of the town. Uh, and they're wonderful, they're, they're to scale, they've all been decorated, uh, and they look, they look amazing. And there'll be activities around this as well, so when people come and see it, they'll be able to create trees or people or cars out of cardboard that they can come and add to it. We might pose them the question of what they think it might look like in the future, ask them which of their favourite buildings are or which are their least favourite, which is always fun. <laughs> but yeah, so this will be up for a week. It's also had our toddlers, so our mischief makers, you'll see that we've got footprints and painted floor there. That was all done in here by, a, by our toddler group as well. So it's kind of a, a different sort of art installation to have, but I love it. I love cardboard and I love the artwork they've created. So it's, it's, yeah, do come along and have a look.
It's nice that it's hands-on. It's a living exhibition. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's interactive, for want of a better word, without there having to be technology involved. And, you know, the buildings are movable, so you can remove the ones you don't like. Like I said, we can create people and, uh, yeah, basically just that hands-on kind of interaction with it, which just makes it something better than something where it's like, oh, don't touch that. You know, you're welcome to to, to do that here. That's great, because at museums sometimes... You don't want to touch the exhibits, do you? You get into big trouble, but lovely to be able to, to actually get involved with them. Now, you mentioned the toddler group that you do. Does that continue over the summer? Uh, so we're taking a slight pause from the toddler group over the summer, uh, just because there's lots of other stuff going on, uh, not just in the museum, but elsewhere. Um, but we are starting in partnership with a new toddler group who are coming here to do music sessions here on Monday morning so we're kind of facilitating it rather than actually running it but um, we're looking forward to that and and having and welcoming uh, young families to the museum which is about kind of encouraging people that museums are now about community and engagement and having fun they're not these kind of old stuffy places where it is kind of a shh don't touch that or oh be quiet it's about having fun and throughout the summer uh, our courtyard is open the cafe is free to access without coming into the museum uh, and we've got a little tykes car we've got toy bricks to play with we get a marketplace out there so so even if you're not coming into the museum we are still a family friendly site uh, we're enclosed in the courtyard we're selling ice cream um, so you can keep an eye on the little ones as they're running around and so it's a fun place to be even if you're not coming into the museum and of course you have the edward thomas section as well which is huge valuable resource here how often is that open uh, so the Edward Thomas Study Centre is open uh, three days a week towards the end of the week. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that is open in the first Saturday of every month. Uh, and you can come along and have a look and there's a volunteer in there. Uh, we're just gearing up for the end of September to be the Edward Thomas Literary Festival as well. So there's lots of events going on for there. Uh, and also the chairman of the Edward Thomas Fellowship who helps run the centre here is uh, doing an Edward Thomas Walk for the Peterfield Walking Festival as well. So there's, we're always tapping into that resource and trying to get people to to engage and find out more about Edward Thomas. Lots going on, Ryan. Really good to catch up with you. Thanks very much and have a lovely summer. You too. Thank you very much. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests, Malinka van der Gauw, Andy, the bus driver, Joe Gray, Philip Swan, Dave Williams, Ryan Watts, John Walker and Susie Wilde, as well as to the summary volunteers at Shine Radio who support the show and help to put it together. And we'd also like to thank, before we go on our summer break, our editor, M. Sefton-Smith, who has done a fantastic job this year editing the content we try to bring every week. This week's music comes from local band Mark Venice and Different Place, and the song Ports Downhill. So from Joff and I this week, bye! I remember you from school all the girls thought you were it All the boys thought you were cool James Dean Quip Rebel without a pause Yeah, you had everything At least that's what I thought Well, the night is done And the sun's coming up I'm gonna go down this road With the sea on my left I'm going full throttle Downhill. I got a place in some kind of no man's land.
too for us It'll do for us right now One day soon when I get on my feet At least that's what I tell myself I gotta tell myself Well the night is done and the sun's coming up I gotta go down this road with the sea on my left I'm going full throttle on porch downhill Got a cold, sick feeling rising in my guts. I'm running with the ghost of imperial ways. I'm going full throttle on porch downhill. I got a bitter taste on the end of my tongue. The shit lies beneath me. The salt and the wind on porch downhill. Just another Johnny Nobody With a drink problem Nothing you say you can't control Well man, if we don't keep pushing on We might as well give in We might as well give in Well the night is done and the sun's coming up Gonna go down this road See on my left, I'm going full throttle I'm parched downhill I got a cold, sick feeling rising through my guts I'm running with the ghosts of imperial ways I'm going full throttle I'm parched downhill I got a bitter taste on the end of my tongue The city lies beneath me The salt and the wind To feel free I'm punched out hell 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 The first ever Petersfield Walking Festival is approaching on foot. This is Susie Wilde. The Petersfield Walking Festival includes more than 40 guided walks around our area. And on the 27th of August, you can join me in my Labrador rain for an easy walk from Sheet to Durley Marsh and then beside the river into Petersfield. Find information about all the walks, including Shine Radio's Wild Walk in aid of the Rosemary Foundation Hospice at Home at petersfieldwalkingfestival.co.uk. Support Petersfield's Shine Radio and the Rosemary Foundation in the Petersfield Walking Festival. Dogs are welcome and I hope to see you on Saturday the 27th of August.